You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Welcome to the Love is Black podcast. I'm Carice. And I am Harvey. And we are recording in two separate places. Oh my goodness. It's so different. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. I know, right? Like, I can't look at you. There's not going to be any awkward laughs because I am watching you make, like, some rando face. (laughs) Well, I don't know. We'll just have to go with the sound flow this time. It'll be different, I guess. Well, we'll see how different it'll be. Yeah. A new change. I am excited because we are still in the season of my favorite number. Oh, yes. Uno, dos, tres. Quattro. How about that? Look at you. Yes, you kept up the Spanish this time. I am so proud of you. You know, that's my mission in life, is for you to be proud of me. So my day is set. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, today, I think it's a good time to talk about this topic because just for me, it seems very timely. I kind of want to talk about a nice little meme that I saw at some point in time. So this meme actually said, well, I don't know if we're calling it a meme, but whatever. It was a graphic and it had words over it. So it says, when couples fight, it's not just an argument. It's their wounds clashing. I kind of want to dive into that because it just feels like in a lot of ways, it's not you or I at this current present moment in time, right? If we're having an argument, it's not you or I at that moment in time. It is a different version of ourselves, maybe a younger, more youthful version of ourselves, maybe a traumatic experience, maybe it is a reflection of something that has happened before and it's a reactionary response. Like, it's not always the same point in time in our lives that might be stirred up by certain something. I know we've talked about arguing and fighting fair and how it's incredibly important to fight fair. You know, nobody should ever be saying things that you can't take back or things that are just like incredibly disrespectful, calling people out of their names and so forth. Um, But is there the possibility during an argument to acknowledge and to see that you are not actually talking to your spouse at that time. You might be talking to their 10-year-old self, their 15-year-old self, their mm-hmm. you know, previous traumas or abuses or, or, or histories of you know, feeling neglected and or um, unheard. And maybe that is who you're talking to. Is there room to rationally process that while you are in the midst of an argument? It's an interesting, interesting question. And I think you start with the whole fighting fair type of thing. I think that's a good way to do it because you're going to have conflict when you're with somebody as long as, you know, for example, as long as we have been together, you know everything. Well, you know everything about the person. So you know weak points. You know stuff to say. You know things that will bother the person. If you're fighting, 
fairly and you stay on task and stay on point, that's always a good start. But a lot of times with fights, even we try, even though we try to be fair and try not to do anything crazy, you can always veer into something else, veer into some different subject. And when you do that, you dig in and you can inadvertently find a wound that you weren't talking about, that you weren't even thinking about at that moment. But if you poke something that the person wasn't prepared to deal with, that, prop, that person probably reverts to how they would have responded when they were 12 or 13. You, you know, you're arguing with somebody and maybe you yell at them or something and that's not something they're used to. And, it's, and that triggers something to happen when they were a child and then they respond negatively because it brings back memories. It's it's really interesting. It, it, that's why I think the whole important thing about how you fight. There should be a way to have a proper argument so that it's not personal. You're focused on what's exactly what the exact conflict is. And I mean, it's easy to say yeah. because in a situation like that, it's a heightened thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But when like your emotions are involved and when maybe you yourself kind of step out of body or are the triggered party Mm -hmm. and now it's not you now it's like you know eight-year-old you or 10-year-old you or whatever whatever version of yourself was hurt or feels that they need to respond to this particular thing that might be at the forefront so it's easy to say but when you're that person are you as clear of mind you know how many arguments would be resolved or wouldn't even happen if we were clear of mind when things like that yeah when things get heightened you know we kind of lose ourselves kind of lose our balance and it's more defense it's kind of the sparring match that you have going on and when you put in such an uncomfortable and kind of weird situation all types of things can happen you can say something you can you can respond you can do facial gestures all these different things can affect it's so, it's so easy to start an argument with one thing and go in a different direction. That means you never know where you're going and never know how the person is going to respond. So I think it's such a big deal to just be like, this is what, this is what the problem is. But I also think it's good. And I think, I mean, we're working on 13 years and I think we know each other really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we have a conflict and argue or whatever, if either one of us says something that can be, you know, that can be out of bounds, that can be perceived as out of bounds, one, you can say it and be like, and maybe you don't apologize or whatever, but you recognize what it is. And usually you can tell by looking or just seeing the person, how they respond to the comment that maybe you said something you weren't supposed to. So maybe the change, the face changes and all of a sudden, you're not talking to your husband or your wife now. You're talking to that person before you and they kind of repress what was going on. So it's, I think it's important to know them well enough to understand, like, I may have said something bad, but when that person changes, when you're now arguing with the different person, that maybe you stop, recognize where you are, and try to work with them. So I think that takes a lot of maturity in a relationship to be able to recognize that in your partner. A whole lot. I don't know that I have reached that level of maturity in my life as of yet. (laughs) Um, But I hope someday. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I sincerely hope that one day I get there. Um, mm-hmm. But for now, I, I think how I'm thinking about it, right, is in a very recent event that happened to me. And um, I've been a little bit more open. I've shared this a couple of times today. And so I'm happy to share it on the podcast. But um I was at an event, a conference, and it was a phenomenal conference. It was more like a festival and less like a conference, um, Mm -hmm. for those of you who might know me and you know that reference. And Mm -hmm. we were going hard, long days, okay? So we wake up in the morning, and it is continuing education courses from 8 until like almost 5 o'clock at night. You get a short reprieve and then everybody's right back into it and we're all either doing dinners or um, there's a band playing or and after that there's after the party there's an after party okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay Okay. these are professionals in my industry and we are partying hard day in day out so I was gone for six days for six whole days and during that time you know I was trying to keep up because I, I could be cool, right? I could be like all the cool kids. I could hang, right? Right. No doubt. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought. I mm-hmm. I think in the long run, it turned out that I probably wasn't able to hang. Um, mm-hmm. Because it really, like, it hit me one day when I did not go out with everybody, when I decided I was just going to go to bed. And the next day people who know me were like oh my god I didn't see you out last night what happened you didn't go out you You went to bed and it was like judgment it was like (laughs) so I was like yeah I was tired like (laughs) I went to bed but don't worry but don't worry right because you have to have your defense out right away don't worry I'm gonna be out tonight yes you coming out tonight yes I'm coming out tonight I will be there I will be you know unsquare I'm gonna be there so that I am not square and the night comes and I do, I go out, I stay out and it's fun. It's, it's fun. It it was a great vibe. It was nice to dance. It was nice to hang out. It was nice to, you know, have beverages purchased for me because that's my thing. (laughs) I don't have to buy the drinks. As soon as the drinks stop flowing, then the water, oh look, water. (laughs) Okay. But I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I'm away from home, I don't sleep well. So imagine me going the whole day and then even long into the night to the point where the next morning, actually, where I'm going to bed to have to get up and do it again and be like, yeah, I'm going to go. Don't, don't worry, guys. I'll be out tomorrow night too. I'm just so much fun. you know. (laughs) And so that night recovering from that night that I was out was hard um and there was a band that was going to be playing and then there was an after party and I wanted to do the after party I wanted so badly to do the after party because I did not want to disappoint these people I went out with them I had a good time they had a good time with me they think I'm a fun time I would not be a fun time if I don't go out again so I go out um to the band and uh, one of my one of my dear friends that I work with, um, that I, I teach for, I lecture for her, and she was just so complimentary of me on the dance floor. 
and she was like you are just amazing you're wonderful like don't let anything ever hold you back from you know thinking that anything else money ever told you in the past anything your family or whoever whoever is trying to dim your light like don't let that stop you oh babe I cried I cried it started with one little tear one little stinking tear that multiplied and it multiplied so fast so hard I cried and cried and cried and I had no idea why I'm crying and that's literally all I can say at that moment is I'm like I don't know why I'm crying and she's like it's okay you're okay like you know put your head on my shoulder type of thing and I'm like I know I just need to you know I don't know I just need to figure out why I'm crying I don't know why I'm crying thank you <laughs> so, so I grab a tissue and I just kind of walk out. I'm like, I'll be back. And then they never saw me again that night. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Never, because um, I I was spent. I was one. I was exhausted. Like I'm too old to be cool. I'm not in the age bracket <laughs> of like party all the time. Right. I'm out of that age bracket. Okay. If anybody asks, am I turning? 21 at my next birthday yes but (laughs) right now being 20 years old I am not in the age bracket for partying I'm not even legal for drinking so (laughs) I kind of collapsed in on myself and um I called this amazing man I know um his name is Harvey I don't know if you oh I've heard about that guy he's smooth very comforting yeah oh my god so amazing Mm -hmm. i called him and i'm crying i'm like i don't know why i'm crying my head hurts and i'm just so tired and i can't pull it together and this guy says what did you say what did i say wow do you remember um i can't say i remember exactly babe he said babe go go oh yes go to bed yeah go to bed (laughs) yes Yes, because that's your happy place. Yeah, that's my happy place. Yes, and that's, I think that's what you said, too. But you're like, go to bed. You know, that's where you need to be. That's your happy place. Like, just go to bed. Nobody's going to be upset with you. You could go to bed. Go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Call me when you get there. <laughs> I was still trying to pull myself together. Like, I was just outside of the ballroom where the band is playing. I was just yeah. outside of there. I was trying to pull it together so that I could actually go back in but I just couldn't pull it together. And, you know, this amazing man just told me to go to bed. So I should do that. I went to bed (laughs) and I went to bed and uh, I know everybody listening now, you're like, the story's dragging on. Like, what's the point, Carice? Trust me, we're getting there. Okay. (laughs) I go to bed, but for all the exhaustion, I feel I wake up two hours later, can't fall back asleep. I feel so refreshed but I feel like, like garbage, like absolute garbage. My head is pounding, whatever, but I feel like it's supposed to be like 10 AM the next morning. That's what I feel like. Even though I probably went to bed at what might've been 11 and then woke up at like one or two o'clock. So at that moment, I'm just sitting there thinking, cause I'm trying to go back to sleep but my mind is racing and I'm just thinking, and I'm like, what is that? Like, why is it that I just burst out into tears? And I figured out that the trigger 
really was, and it set it off for me in my mind because it made so much sense. The trigger for me was when she said, like, don't let anybody who's ever told you anything before, um, you know, like dim your light. And I feel like that was it. That was a moment because from being a 18-year-old, incredibly naive and super, super irresponsible young lady and, and being pregnant and then doing it again at 21 and just kind of bombing out so early is that's what it felt like although you know outside of the pregnancies I was pretty decent you know I didn't shoot up heroin or anything yeah glad you didn't do that stuff so. yeah bad. exactly see so yeah. you know all things in perspective um, right but for all of that I felt very much like I was a failure. That was me in my own mind feeling like I'm a failure. There was a little bit of reassurance of that, that that same concept without the exact word failure, but from family, I got that too. And mm -hmm. I will never forget when my one of my god sisters told me um, that, you know, she was told just flat out by my aunt and uncle not to be like Carice. Like, just don't be like Carice. Oh. And wow. that crushed my soul. My mm. whole absolute soul. Because, again, I wasn't shooting up heroin. Like, right. what, what is there to not be like? I get it. You don't want your kid to get pregnant, but just use that as like, like just say, hey, don't get pregnant. Don't be like, don't be like Carice. So I feel like I've always been trying to to combat that, to fight that, to, you know, run that uphill battle of teenage pregnancy, you know, I guess as a teenage pregnant person, and then to repeat that and have two kids by the time you're 21, that's, I mean, should you even do anything other than work a street corner at that point, right? <laughs> No, I mean you got to... no <laughs> a street corner. <laughs> That's a departure. That's interesting. No, you shouldn't. No, because you were quite fertile. The last thing you need to do would be to put yourself in a situation where you know. You are right. Pretending. You are very yeah? right because yeah, yeah, we met. You like looked at me twice, and I got pregnant. Boom. Yeah. Hey. That has less to do with you with what you with me. That's me. I'm very, you know, wow. I don't know. Wow. You don't have to. Don't take the blame for that. Pretty That's sure that I would be, you know. Yeah, like, we don't want that. That would have been the thing. That wouldn't have been the thing to do. What's but I digress. But I yeah. digress. The whole point yeah. is that that moment. Who was showing up there, on that? ballroom floor bawling her eyes out can't get it together it's that 18 year old girl or even that 21 year old girl who just feels like an absolute failure and it didn't matter who was telling me that I was great I did not feel great I did not feel great I'm still fighting this uphill battle I still don't have the recognition or the achievement I still feel like I'm falling short of making people proud and so anytime somebody tells me that they're proud or that I'm, I'm great or I'm wonderful or I'm whatever, I feel like it's, it's not me you're talking, you're not talking to this, you know, 
next year going to be 21 year old person you're talking <laughs> to like the 18 year old version of me that is very much feeling like an utter failure and I just cannot accept it or receive it in any way shape or form because that's just not how how that girl feels her family is literally telling other people not to be like her like what are you talking about what about that is amazing so it just all feels like a lie it feels like you're perpetuating lies right so just to kind of bring it all around because I know I told like a 15 minute story just to bring it all all around is that in an argument so just like I had a vulnerability in that moment that who would imagine that to show up in that moment somebody tells you oh my god you're awesome I'm so happy I'm working with you who expects 18 year old like you know completely insecure totally defeated girl to show up to respond to that with Mm -hmm. tears who expects that you expect a mature stable person who is there as a you know a speaker who is there as an influencer who is there as you know I've, I've built myself I, I've got companies I have a great job with a wonderful position I'm a leader you would expect that person to show up and to say thank you but what you get is the 18 year old person so when it is an argument I think it's even more difficult to know who's showing up based on whatever might trigger because you never know what it could be for me it was mm-hmm. a compliment in that moment it could be anything in an argument that might trigger a different version of myself that would have reacted differently that's i obviously we're talking about you know something that i was i wasn't with you physically but with you on the phone and kind of hearing you and i've said to you for years not really knowing why, but I feel like in the last week or so, I've discovered why. I've always said to you that you don't really take compliments well. I've told you that in the past because I've, I make a point to remind you how awesome of a person that you are in every phase of life, whether it's mom, whether it's wife, employee, all the stuff that you do. And you and I'll tell you as much as possible. And you, if you're like, you're like, yeah, 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 but I don't think you really take it in. And I'm like, and I've said to you, you know, you don't take a compliment. And now I kind of realize it's you don't entirely believe it. And I, I guess maybe I kind of feel like it should mean more when it comes from me, but that's not the point. The point is how you feel about you. And when we have potential conflicts and arguments, how you feel about yourself is going to come out. Do you feel right? Do you feel wrong? Are you righteous? Are you defeated? Am I going to win? Am I going to lose? All that stuff comes out. You have all these feelings, all these emotions that come out. And depending upon what emotion you're feeling at that moment, the child or the person in that situation is going to emerge. So that's what happens. So if you feel defeated or you feel like, you know, this, I'm not this, I'm not this smart. I'm not what everybody thinks I am. I'm not this amazing. And at 19, people were telling you that, then that's the person that's going to come out. So it's so true about these arguments that you never know. You never really know who you're in conflict with. You never really know who's talking back to you. You never really know who's listening to you. 
because you you know you don't know how the situation affects that person. You know their triggers. You don't know what happened that day. It, there's just so much to it. But just hearing you talk about this, and you know, it's I don't know. You know, I do podcasts and I talk to men and I do stuff on the side. And one thing one person said is that he and I, I don't. He said that he's never really had somebody love love him love him and I'm like what do you mean and he means like to love me is to know me completely not the facade that we throw out dating and whatever whoever this guy just me but to know all my ish the good the bad the stuff that I've done the skeletons in the closet and the stuff like that to yeah. really, really know you. So I meant like, because that's something I'm going to take with and I, when I talk to other people. Because do you feel like, and I mean, that's something we could talk about, but like, do you feel like you've really been loved? And what that means is I know every iota about you and love you anyway. And know all about it. And the only thing bigger than that is do you love yourself? Right. Do you love you? So I think it's difficult um, to love yourself if you feel like there's not a fullness of yourself that is loved by someone else. But mm -hmm. I think we have definitely touched on that just in our own. And I don't know how deep you want to get into this on the podcast with it's people. Right. Listening. Oh, go ahead. But um, I just feel like we have touched on that where I feel like there are certain parts of me or, or certain aspects of me I just have to hold back because if I'm ever a hundred percent of myself I feel like immediately there's some sort of resistance to that and so I feel like you love most of me do I would I say confidently that you love all of me I, no no I hear you I, I mean it's it's sad for me to hear you say that because I would like to think that I love every part of you. And I mean, vice versa, I think, but it's probably the same for me. I don't know if there's much that you don't, I think, <laughs> I'm going to imagine between the two of us, you know a lot more about me than I know about you, I think. Just because I've told my history and whatever shenanigans have happened in the past, you you know stuff that I've forgotten that I told you. So <laughs> it's like, you know all pretty much all of me. And I think that's part of this journey, this marriage, this relationship that we're in to get comfortable enough so that I can love every bit of you that you show it all mm -hmm. and for me to see it and love it because we're human and we can be adults about this. I'm sure there's parts of me that you don't love. You can love me, but you can, there's certain parts of me that you don't love. But that doesn't mean that I'm not with you, not in love with you entirely, and vice versa. But to know all of you, I would think, makes the love deeper. because, And I think it will be deeper for you. Because once I know it all and know I'm still here loving you completely, I feel that should make the relationship even better. Make it deeper, make it stronger, because there's nothing you can hold back. And I think we should, we'll definitely work on that. I don't want you to hold back. I want you to be yourself. And I'm sure we both do that. I'm sure I hold back too. We're a couple. We're kind of, it's marriage is a kind of evolving thing. It's always changing. There's always going to be new and different things. But uh, 
knowing each other. Go ahead, babe. Sorry, I cut you off. Mm-mm. I was going to say, I definitely think it's harder to know who you are as well. I feel like sometimes I learn different sides of me um, or that I experience different sides of me if I'm in different situations where I'm maybe enabled to be a little bit more a little bit more crazy so um I know you know I have two friends and I don't know if they want to be shouted out all the way on the podcast I probably won't but I have two friends who I'm just a little bit more wilder with like we have conversations that are very raunchy we we just go deep and we go hard um with each other and I I feel like that person only lives when I'm with those two I have different types of relationships with my other friends that could be very fun, very playful, and can be still very deep or intimate um, friendships where we are sharing parts of ourselves and so forth and being vulnerable. But I feel like with those two, I can be what I would think is like my truest self because I am like super happy. Like I, I feel like I get life from just hanging out with those two sometimes. I hear you. And I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I can tell you in all honesty that I recognize the difference when you are with those friends versus other friends or even just me. You are in your element with these friends where it's just, you just kind of let go. You know, we all live and we all have our, you know, our certain what we think people expect from us. So we kind of, kind of try to play a part. But I feel when you're with those two, you're not. You're just being yourself. So I've kind of seen, and I, I'm, I'm a watcher a lot, especially when I hang out with you and your friends. I kind of watch and see the difference. And you are. You are different. You are happier. There's more, you're more joyous. I've always seen that. And a small bit of me, even though I'm not a jealous person, I, I, you've known that forever. I'm slightly like, you know, kind of wish I was able to get you there type of thing. But I recognize that those two, when the three of you, the triumvirate, that is you and your crew, it's a level of happy that I rarely get to see you with because we don't live that close to them anymore. And you're just, I'm, I sit there and I just watch you and you're happy and by extension, I'm happy because I could see you being more yourself than any other time. So it's important. It's incredibly important to recognize yourself so that you can deal with conflict and situations and talk to somebody else and not let the past haunt you when you have conflicts and not a trigger or you see a situation or a person says something that throws you off. The more comfortable you are with yourself, the better you can handle these situations and the more you can stay inside of an argument because you're not being somebody else. You're being you the whole time. So it's um, this is a deep thing i mean we kind of talk about one thing but there's so much below it there's so much underground under the surface about what it's like being in a situation being in an argument and you're like somebody said something and you don't even know why it affects you but it affects you i think for me uh a thing that i'm learning as i get older um is that i don't want to have arguments that are like loud or angry or, you know, overly aggressive. I mean, 
we probably get into that just a little bit. But then at some point I start to retreat and back away from it. Like I would much rather take a little space, try to figure out which version of myself is responding and try to get to who I am today and try to have that person actually meet you for a conversation at another time. That way we're not just kind of going at each other. We're, we're working towards resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I would figure that maybe that's like a good option perhaps for some people who might be listening or, you know, anybody who's just looking for a way through that situation. How do you navigate this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, imp- well, let's see, it's conflict is, we've talked about this and we use the word heightened and, you know, there's a lot going on, but conflict can bring out the worst in you. So that's not the person you want when you're trying to resolve something. So if it's necessary to kind of step away from a situation, to give yourself a few minutes, and it depends on every couple. It depends on what they find more couple. Some people might just want to hash it out right then and then. Some people like, listen, give me a minute. Let me go do something real quick. Come back and then start over. But it's important to be, I guess, your best self, your most honest self, and to recognize who's there so that you can deal with these things. And everybody's going to be different. So for whomever is listening, when you're in a conflict, when you're in a struggle, when you're in an argument, hopefully you've been with your person long enough to say, listen, I'll be right back. Or I don't want this to sit in the air. Let's figure this out now. Every couple is going to deal with it in a different way. But as long as you do it together and still in love, still caring for the person and recognizing who you're talking to and how you're speaking to them, it should work out. And situations like that can have you grow as a couple because you handle conflict, you show you care, you move on, and maybe you're better for it. So it's definitely something that helps. Mm Mm-hmm. But I will say, I've mentioned this before, but I wanted to make sure we got back on topic when you're talking about, you know, these relationships and such. But I want you, and I say this, and I say this to you all the time, I'm going to do it again. I'm not trying to get you emotional or anything, but you are phenomenal. Don't forget that. You don't have to harp on it. You don't have to sit in it, even though I probably wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing a concrete crease, but I want you to recognize what you're doing and not even just now. You're doing so much now, but from being that 18 year old girl who's pregnant to being the 21 girl, 21 year old girl who's pregnant to going to school later to then eventually meeting this cool guy, Harvey, and then having a few more kids with that guy and then building this life. A lot of people would stop at certain, at certain parts and not progress. And you've progressed. You've done so much. And you're still young, still very young, and you still have more to do. So I'm speaking to the, hold on, you're 20 because you're not 21 yet. So speaking to the 20-year-old Crease, you are awesome and you have so much more to do. And there's nothing better, and I hope, at least I know it for me, there should be nothing better than having your person, person who loves you most in the world, breathing life into you, speaking life into you, 
So to whomever is listening, make that a point. Our people need to hear it. Sometimes we're just low and down and we need to be reminded. So that is my message for you. You're awesome. I knew that the people should have just heard me say that you're awesome. Don't you ever forget that either. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate all your efforts and your contributions. You know, I don't get to do anything that I do if it's not for you. So what's that saying behind every strong woman? There's a strong something. (laughs) Strong something. (laughs) (laughs) A strong something. A strong, a strong heart. Yeah, a strong heart. Yes, a strong man. So yes. Yes, ma'am. And I am proud to, to be there so that all these dreams of yours come true and all these successes happen. So, you know, even though you were gone for six days and left me with your children, it was for the greater good. And I'm okay with that because you just, you shine a light in this world. And I'm glad to be here so that you can do it. Thank you, baby. No problem. Well, did we did we answer our question, or should we uh, okay, flesh it well, out a little more? Are there, is there well, any other aspect well, of it you would like to explore more? Reset that real quick. So throw the question back out. And let's see if we answered it. Well, the question is, you know, love is clashing. Mm. Have we discovered that? Have we discovered that love is clashing? Oh, definitely. Oh, oh we knew that. <laughs> I think we definitely knew that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely, we can definitely say that, you know, conflict brings about moments where something that we held back, something repressed can be triggered and it comes out and we're dealing with a different person. And the, the key is to realize what that person is going through and try to you know try to get past it, surmount that struggle, realize the struggle, and get past it. You'll be better for yourself, and you'll be better for your relationship. So, it's clashing, but it doesn't have to be the end. It can be a beginning to a better relationship. Yes, I love that. I love that. Well, Harvey, it seems like. We have definitely come to the conclusion that love is clashing. Love is many things. But this good love is black. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week.